You know what? Let me pee, and then we'll start this thing out. Okay. Okay. Recent news, though. Today was leg day, and I now have some pretty well-defined quads, so it made me think of Mass Effect. <laughs> I like you, human. You got quads. Right, I'm back. Greetings, fellow human. Well, oh, wait, wait, dear listener need... to the QQ wait, wait, cast. Wait, 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 wait. I need the other squiggly. I need the other squiggly. What squiggly? Okay, two, two squigglies go. Oh. All the squigglies. In case gotcha. Tom's Chromebook dies. Right. Go for it. I used to record in a Chromebook. Got him a nerd. Let's do this. Welcome, dear listener, to the QQ Cast. Today's Thursday, August 17th, 2023. We're your host, Thunderpod, Zach Mayer, and Raul Torres. Say hi, gentlemen. Hi, hi gentlemen. gentlemen. And this, dear listener, is Quest 304. What are the top 10 most played games of all time on Steam? I'm going to find a way to compress that title. Gentlemen, I'm jumping right into the topic because we've actually got a whole bunch of news and weird nerdy shit to talk about. So I figured, what the hell, it's just... uh. Let's just do this. Yes. And do it we shall. So I, I was saying in the mic check that I have a theory. And I'm going to guess that like 50% of this is coming from a single orange box. So if it's not, then I would be very surprised. You are going to be very surprised. Wow. Fun. Wow. So, okay, there's wow. actually 15 on this list. And for brevity's sake, we're just going to do the top 10. But I am going to note, because it's so fucking bizarre, number 15 is Cop- Capcom Arcade Stadium. I, Did that one just come out? Yeah, it had something to do with the Steam trading cards. Everyone was like interested in getting in on it. I don't know why anyone cares about that to begin with, but how bizarre is that? Oh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, bots flooded into the game and idled within it in order to farm Steam trading cards. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't nice. know. I've, I don't understand the Steam trading card, like, market, I guess. Same. We're too old. Like... I, I it must have I must have always been too old because like they introduced that feature <laughs> a decade ago and just I never pay attention to it. I used to get like those random friend requests uh from people that were like trying to to sell cards or buy cards or something. But ah oh, man. Yeah, I recently finally used my Steam points to buy a couple of things like the portal century startup for my Steam Deck. But god, those Steam oh, yeah. points are fucking useless. They're yeah, so yeah, trade yeah. cards. Points are stupid. Points are made up, and the rewards don't matter. I have billions of points and nothing to use them for. <laughs> billions? Holy shit! Someone's spending some money. All right, gentlemen, let's get into it. Number ten, Goose Goose Duck, with a concurrent player count of seven hundred and two thousand. Now, this is another like weird one. Why the fuck would this be on here? And there's a direct answer. What's the reason for the game's rise in popularity? The sheer star power of one of its early players, a K-pop star, played this. And all of a sudden it exploded and everyone wanted to play it for, I don't know, a day. So Goose Goose Duck, I hadn't even fucking heard of this. It's not anything to do with the untitled Goose game, right? No, that'd be so much cooler. No, no this is weird. Yeah. All right. I, I don't know anything about this. Now I want to see what it's about. Like, what is this? Uh, da, 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 da. Duck Duck Goose. It does not even have an IGN rating. Um, let's see. Does it have any reviews at all? It has a seven, an eight, a seven, and a four. I I, I don't know what to make of it. Right. Free to play. Just, just weird. 
Moving on. Number nine. This is recent. Baldur's Gate 3 with a concurrent record count of 814,000. Now, I haven't played this. Ruli, I'm guessing you haven't played this. Of course not. No. Zach, I'm guessing you've been playing the shit out of this. Oh, absolutely. I played <laughs> it in early access. And... Uh, I'm glad that I played it in early access because it let me decide if it was going to be something that I was going to actually be interested in. Um, the full release version has a lot of the same content. Like they were, they, they, the game plays out in acts, and so they had the majority, I guess, or at least a decent portion of Act One in early access. And now that the full thing is out, it's just like the HD version of what I'd already seen. It's so much better. So hold on. This was in um, early access for three years. You're telling me there was only oh, Act yeah. 1 for three years? Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I'm not saying that I, like, binged the shit out of it in early access. I, I played through enough of it to, like, decide that it was uh, going to be a game that I was going to enjoy. And I'm a longtime fan of the Baldur's Gate series. I don't remember when Baldur's Gate 2 and Throne of Ball... Shadows of Om came out. Uh, that might have actually been 20 years ago, but um, yeah, no, it's it's it, it's it's all of my favorite things about those games. Just these you are know, just in 2023. some of my favorite things. Yeah, yeah. So what? It's really good. Didn't this uh, spoiler for our news? I guess didn't this take the coveted like one of the highest rated games of all time award here it is now the most highest the highest rated pc game pc of all that's time. what it is okay so i just i just clicked into metacritic and yeah this is well this is number four according to metacritic right now with a 96 which is insane right above oh, the really? orange box really then okay. grand theft auto 5 is three half-life 2 is two and then a game i fucking need to play number one disco elysium with 97 oh, points yeah. for 96. I, I need to play good things about that one. BG3 was 97 like two days ago, so I don't know what happened to drop it a point. <laughs> yeah. It was above Disco Elysium for a brief period. Oh, it's dropped down. Wow. That's wild. God, I need to play Disco Elysium so bad. Have you guys played that? Yeah. Not yet. I've, I've heard it's good, but I know nothing about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, going blind. All right. Moving on. Number eight. Hogwarts Legacy with a concurrent player record of 879,000. So, I did not play this. I know we talked on the cast about the controversy around this. Did both of you play this? No, of course not. Oh, okay. Really, I'm just going to assume you're like me and terrible. But Zach, you absolutely played Hogwarts Legacy. I mean, I would never admit to that. <laughs> not on mic, <laughs> certainly. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's... Uh, God, we, we've talked about this on the podcast before. It, it sucks that the whole Harry Potter franchise is now tainted by someone who used to apparently be very inclusive. The whole moral of this was to be inclusive, not judge people, and now is just hating on one particular type of, of person. And it just, it sucks. Like, clearly this was a good game. Clearly people enjoyed it. I know that franchise means a lot to so many people. I have friends that have literally memorized it practically by heart. It sucks. The whole so thing say, is wait, under it a was, shadow. It was a good game? Because I could have swore that, I guess, maybe the early reviews were not that positive. I think people talked about I mean, it as being a little bit thin, but very much fitting the fantasy. Now, Zach, you wouldn't know, but what would you theorize? 
I mean, I, I guess I wouldn't necessarily disagree, but that's been the case for a lot of these games, right? Especially the the really, say, um, high-profile single-player RPG games. Uh, it makes me think of, like, Cyberpunk, which, for me, I loved Cyberpunk. Even at release, it worked great for me. People had problems with, uh, like, the console version of it. I imagine that was the same with Hogwarts Legacy, um, being a multi-platform release as well. But you do have god-tier like, hardware in your machine. Well, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, because I could. it turns out you can solve a lot of video game problems with money. <laughs> so... <laughs> So that's that's it's a valid strategy. I don't know, uh, <laughs> but like, you know, so much of the uh, the rush, and I'm gonna use that word with big old asterisks around it. The rush to release games like this um, is more focused on like getting that really solid vertical slice in front of as many paying customers as you can as fast as you can, and then kind of adding content on later. So they had a pretty big patch. I think uh, within the last couple of months, that seems to have fleshed out quite a bit. I wouldn't know. Um, legitimately, haven't seen anything about it other than that they had a big patch. But uh, yeah, no. If there were early reviews that were negative, I expect at least some of that is because it was, you know, legitimately a little bit more bare bones than people were hoping for, and. I don't know. Maybe I'm just jaded, and maybe you could call it realistic or whatever. But the expectations for this were really high, and so anything that fails to meet those lofty expectations is going to be a mark against it in a lot of people's books. Yeah, not and, I, and this wasn't this wasn't like a had... major major studio making this, right? It's a big publisher, but not a major studio. I forget the details. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I forget exactly who made it. I mean, by all accounts, technically, they did a fine job. Like, it looks good. It plays reasonably well if you've got the, the hardware to support it. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I I just think, like, yeah, if, if there were early negative reviews, some of that might just be because people expected a lot and didn't quite get everything that they had on their imaginary wish list. And a lot of it was probably also because it's a controversial franchise now. Um, so, yeah. By the way, I'm saying sigh. I have no investment in Harry Potter. I, you know, personally don't care, but that doesn't change the fact that it's set. Uh, so one last thing I think to point out before we move on, just a really interesting note here in the article, is just that Hogwarts Legacy is one of only three games on this list, and that's out of 15, three games on this list that does not feature multiplayer in any form. So its accomplishment is quite impressive. I would agree with that assessment. Yeah. Moving yeah, on. Number seven is New World with a concurrent record of 953,000 players approaching the 1 million mark. So this was the, the big MMO to come out of Amazon Games. And honestly, I don't even remember anything about this game. According to the article, it had a great start and then saw a dramatic 90% decline in the last few months uh i'm gonna let you guys talk while i look up the steam charts but let me tell you if you only have a hundred thousand concurrent players that is not good especially for an mmo as an industry insider i can tell you that's not great but yeah i'm gonna look up the concurrency no. today while you guys talk about new world ruly have you ever this... been to a new world <laughs> i'm so out of the loop this is the first time i've ever heard of this game a whole new world 
Um, I mean, its most notable feature is that it was from Amazon Games. And, like, that's just a wild thing to say. Yeah, like... Y'all know my my love affair and tragic... It's been Googled. The, uh, was it? I even forgot. Stadia? No, Stadia. It's it's when it dies. Everything dies at Google. I was really behind that. I I really liked it. And then Amazon has their kind of virtual thing as well, which I I wanted to dip my toes in, but I felt so burned after I'm like, I guess I lost all my game progress of Resident Evil because I can never play it again on the Stadia. But you got a nice Bluetooth controller out of the deal. Only if I update it, which I don't even know if I oh am in that God, line anymore. Oh my God, you bricked your own hardware. I love it. I love it. Uh, well, it's because I have one of those SNES ones that you, you recommended. And oh, like, why would I want? Oh God, yeah. I love 8 They have a bunch of new products we could talk about during the news. Oh, so great. So yeah, this is this is pretty sad here, guys. Uh, October 2021, 900,000 concurrent players. Uh, November 2021, the very next month, 300,000. December, 145. Uh, and then finally in February, it crosses under the 100 mark. And actually, it does spike back up. So there must have been an expansion or something one year later, November of 22. But uh, yeah, currently, like each month, 30 days, its peak player count is 22,000. Its average is in the low teens. So definitely took a hit. MMOs are an interesting genre. I just don't. It's uh, I don't know if they're a viable genre in this day and age. I don't think anyone's ever going to deep throne the two big ones. I think what FF14 has done is incredible, but I just, in terms of the market, I actually kind of think it's a fluke. I, I know, like, we all know that Riot Games is making an MMO, but I, I just, I don't know how to feel about that genre in this day and age. When was the last time either of you played an MMO? Mm, 2004. I define MMO. Massively multiplayer online RPG game. Yes, I don't know. World, is Probably. it all of us World of Warcraft? Yeah. Because I, I had played yeah, games before much. World of Warcraft that were like smaller MMOs, like Ragnarok Online. And of course, got addicted as fucking college to, to World of Warcraft. And I, I tried playing a Flevin. I didn't really play anything since then in the MMO genre, but yeah. No, I mean, it's just... I don't know. I saw what things like WoW did to some people, and it just seems like more of a vice than I'm willing to cope with. <laughs> like I can self I, I can definitely self moderate, right? I'm not saying that I, I fear that I have an addictive personality and that MMORPGs would exploit that for profit. I'm also not not saying that. <laughs> uh but for me personally, I just there are so many other things that I would rather spend my time on than investing in one single game for the vast majority of my playtime. Yeah. Now Take that with the grain of salt that I do play a lot of Apex Legends. Like, that's kind of the one that I've been going back to oh for the God. last five years. Um. So Apex, <laughs> Apex Legends was number 11 on this list. We skipped right over it. It was. With a concurrency record only on Steam of 624,000. Uh, but I feel like that's tough to judge because it didn't initially release on Steam. No, yeah, and I think the same thing with New World. So these are... Yeah. These are not complete pictures of these games, but that's okay. Zach, sp- yep. speaking of spending your particular time playing a video game, number six is Elden Ring, with a concurrent player record of also exactly the same as New World. I feel like this has got to be a copy pasta job. 953,000 concurrent, so just shy of a million. Uh, again, Ruli, you're the uh, often the odd man out here. Well, not really. You and I are the same. We're lame. <laughs> Did you play Elden Ring? No. I don't want to play a game that forces me to get good at it. I just want to have fun. 
Uh, same here. I don't like hard games. And everyone tells me Elden Ring is not nearly as hard as the other Souls games. And I say, I don't care. So I really enjoyed Elden Ring, but big but uh, I did not play it alone. Uh, this guy, uh, Fightin' Cowboy on YouTube, did a legit 100% walkthrough. Like, he was playing and releasing episodes as he was going through the game and 100%ing the game. Uh, and I just played along with his YouTube playlist. Uh, which is definitely... You could call it cheating. Or, like, you, you remember when they used to have those walkthrough guides for games? You were using, like, a video game fact. Really, make fun of him. Yeah. No, Game Game Facts is awesome. <laughs> no, it was great. It was great because of the exact reason that, that Ruli said. Like, if I had had to go through all of that completely blind, I would have burned myself out, butting my head against wall after wall after wall. Uh, having the walkthrough to go along with it, you know, basically showed you where all of the cool things were. I got to experience it, I got to get deep into the lore. And the lore is deep. And, and it's one of my favorite parts about that whole game. And the lore is, is ancillary to the game, right? It's that kind of hidden outside of the main quests, is my understanding. It's not It's not necessarily... It, it, I wouldn't call it ancillary. That's maybe the wrong adjective for it. It's there. It's just not spoon-fed to I you. wanted to sound smart on the podcast, okay? You yeah. make me sound dumb. <laughs> it, yeah, no. It, it's it's just, on the periphery. It's, it's very much... Um, something that you discover along the way but it's not spoon fed to you you have to yeah. be paying attention and you have to put some things together there's another youtuber um Vidya Vacha, that uh goes in depth on elden ring lore with a very soothing voice uh <laughs> and, and talks about a lot of the things that you would probably that hell even i missed going through a hundred percent completion of the whole thing there were a lot of things in there that i saw that i was happy that he picked up and and kind of ran with but yeah no the um the story there there aren't a lot of like people to talk to a lot of the storytelling is done environmentally mm -hmm. and so that makes it a bit tougher for folks to kind of really see what's what's going on deeply within the whole scope of the game but having somebody to, to deconstruct that uh you know look at the whole big picture and dive deep on the relationships between the characters and the world and the cosmology that is pretty fun and that depth really adds a rich richness to the experience so i don't know i liked elden ring a lot well, even going clearly. through it with a guide and you and Trey uh, were sending each other were like, a lot of fun too. You and Trey were sending each other videos back and forth of playing Elden Ring, right? Little snippets. Oh yeah. And I believe Trey's oh, yeah. five-year-old daughter was making fun of you, saying that you sucked, Mister Uncle Zach sucked. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. <laughs> I was, would you, I was would you have let your children watch you play Elden Ring? I don't know anything of enough about it, but I'm pretty sure my children would have been terrified by anything in it. I, I told you they could they couldn't even handle the first five minutes of Stray, right? Have I told you the story? No. Enlighten us. Hey dear listener, this is another entry in the unfortunately recurring segment, the QQ cast rambles. So 3, 2, 1, let's jam. Okay, yeah, so I was like, I, I want to, you know, let me see if I can, you know, find some way to get my kiddos interested in games. I'm like, Stray, it's a, it's a game about cats and exploring the city. 
So, you know, go going through the little, you know, tutorial phase of, you know, here's how you do things, whatever, yada, yada, yada. And then the story mode starts, right? Which is basically, you know, your, your, your little cats, you know, going across a pipe and then they fall. I kid you not, my kids just started bawling miserably once the cat got separated from their family. To the point where I had to do the same thing that I had to do with the uh, with Labyrinth. I had to show them the ending of the game to show them that the cat meets the family again and everything is good to go. So... Yeah, my, my girlfriend was... Children. I bought Stray on the summer sale because I did want to play it. Even though I played through part of it with Trey when I visited him one time. Mm -hmm. I bought it on the summer sale being like, oh, hey, Corey, we can play this together. And she was like, if the cat dies at the end, I'm not playing it. So uh, not, not that far off from your girls. You know, close enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Animal protagonists can be polarizing. Stray was really good, though. Oh. Side note, hashtag unleash the Cosmo dog cut of Guardians 3. <laughs> okay, moving on. Number five, Cyberpunk 2020... 2027. 2077, with a concurrent player record of finally over a million. 1.05 million concurrent players. This is just the Zack show, really, uh... Before I ask him anything, I, I played I played like twenty minutes of Whoa! the game. Oh no fucking way! How'd you like it? It it, it looked like a game that is cyberpunky. But did what did you, you play things. it on? What did you play it on? I played it on Stadia because it was like super easy to play, <laughs> and it worked well. So you only got twenty minutes before the service shut down. Exactly. <laughs> played like a chump but i was like super excited because everyone was complaining that it couldn't play and i'm like this game plays really well what's what's the problem yeah yeah no i loved cyberpunk um i definitely agree or at least i understand where a lot of the complaints about the game were coming from like people got really hyped for it and there were a lot of things about it that were um i don't know it is it, so cyberpunk is based on a tabletop RPG, right? Yep. And there is lore that goes along with that tabletop RPG, and some of it didn't quite fully make it into the game, and so people were looking for these niche little references to things that just were never going to be there. It didn't make sense to include them in the story that they were telling with this game. Uh, but there were also just gameplay features, like the cops in Night City just sort of teleport. They show up uh, <laughs> if you commit a crime, uh, behind you, and so like people were trying to like hide in a closet from the cops they were running from, and new cops would spawn like right next to them in this tiny little crawl space. <laughs> it's just fucking weird shit. Um, I feel like this was a game that overpromised and under delivered because they yeah. were talking about like, oh, each AI is gonna have its own simulation, go to different parts of the city. Mm. But then there mm. were, you know, and they tried to get it on previous previous gen consoles. Probably the biggest mistake they fucking made by far. Yeah. But so I just feel like this game over promised, and I guess under delivered is relevant or relevant relative, right? State. You guys it are is. saying it played well for you guys. I know a lot of people who were hardcore into even the concept of cyberpunk did enjoy the story and the gameplay. So yeah, is it just an over promised, not necessarily an under delivered? I. I think so, and it's not even entirely on uh, CD Projekt Red's head there. Like, they definitely overpromised on things, right? Like, they made claims about what they were going to be able who's, to do with it. Who else's head just is it on? Really... They're the fucking makers. Who, who else is so, responsible for their, their work? It's not that it's only on their work. It's on people looking at The Witcher 3 
and saying, oh my god, it's going to be as good as that. And you're asking for back-to-back Grand Slams at that point. Like, that's just not realistic. Fair enough. This did have so Johnny Silverhand, Keanu himself. Yeah. <laughs> there were people that didn't like Keanu Reeves' performance in this game. And I can Whoa. sort of understand why, because he's... I mean, it's Keanu Reeves. You either really enjoy Keanu Reeves, like I do, so I love Johnny Silverhand. Whoa! Or you just see a guy who's not really into voice acting trying to do voice acting and not being all that great at it. Bogus. To be honest. So, yeah. Righteous. I don't know. I'm running out of bad jokes. Okay, before we transition out here, go ahead, Rulie. Oh, I was going to say, remind me for this one, like... Right at the beginning of the game, you have to choose one of three factions, right? Uh, yeah, you choose Something a like background. That. Yeah, yeah, and, it, and it's it's. I always feel like too overwhelmed with choice, and then I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna have to play this game three more times to like know what the heck is going on. <laughs> so like not immediately, not, like I, I like the the games that kind of let those choices kind of happen like a little bit maybe after like an hour or two of gameplay. So like mm-hmm. that one was just immediately just like. I, uh, all I remember was like some dude getting drunk in a car and having lots of fun and then your really, BFFs. That's, that's actually extremely common. It's a big game design problem. When you make someone just mm-hmm. upfront pick major things, like especially plural, mm-hmm. a lot of users, especially the ca- more casual users, just instantly get choice paralysis. So yeah. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. kind of similar to you. I think, Zach, you're just that different breed of gamer who's like, ooh, I can do all these things and this is great. But... Uh, tons of people have issues with that, and it's a big game design challenge. Oh yeah, absolutely. If it helps at all, and it probably won't, the only real bearing that has on the game is really just how the intro plays out, like the first maybe 15-20 minutes of the game, and then uh, some dialogue options are available to you based on your background. So, you know, you're somebody in a corpo outfit is talking to you and you have the, uh, I don't know, the street rat <laughs> background. You can tell them to just, you know, go fuck themselves yeah. instead of, like, being diplomatic instead. So it's, it's shit like that. It's, I don't know, I, I saw it as a tone setter more mm-hmm. than a hard and fast choice. And it is uh, ultimately the way that it plays out. What I'm really excited about, though, is the uh, Phantom Liberty expansion, the big DLC patch, whatever, that's coming next month. Yeah, next month. It's not only supposed to be their big, hey, here's all the stuff that we promised and didn't deliver patch, which we'll see. It's also a rework of a lot of the existing systems. So the way that the cops uh, interact with you, the way that your skills and perks stack up, uh, character progression, all of that is being effectively redone. So Phantom Liberty is going to functionally be a different game than Cyberpunk 20, 2077 was when it launched. And that's kind of exciting. I, I don't I don't hate that. So Ruli, you said you played 20 minutes of Cyberpunk. Are you going to play 20 minutes of Phantom Liberty? No. Because I have multiple other games on this list to choose from, so let, let's keep going. Moving on! I totally lied when I said this was going to be short. Moving on! Number four is Dota 2 with 1.29 million concurrent players. That's uh, that's a lot. Now, gentlemen, as far as MOBAs go, League is by far the biggest. 
Dota 2 is mm -hmm. the runner-up. And then, unfortunately, my beloved Heroes of the Storm is effectively defunct. So, what's your relationship with MOBAs? Did you ever contribute to this 1.2 million for Dota 2? I have no. played a couple of games of Dota 2. I cannot do MOBAs. I can't. I just can't. Just not Twitch There's... sensitive or what? No, it's not even that. It's just that there's a lot of... So I have a bunch of friends that play Dota, and they love it. And honestly, like, watching the internationals, uh, the big, like, world tournament is kind of fun. Uh, but it's just not a genre for me. When they talk about how they got into Dota, almost all of them say that it took about 300 hours to really get into it. <laughs> Fuck that shit. And I You don't know cannot, until the end game. I can probably count on both hands the number of games in my library that I have 300 plus hours on. And I just, it's not worth it. It's not worth it to me. It's, it's so, worth it to a lot of people. It's worth it to almost 1.3 million people. But my goodness, no. So it's interesting from like a game mechanics perspective, right? Because like I feel for me like always the big things with these like these are like basically you have like you pick a team of like X number of players and whatever yada 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 and you do different things, right? Um, I actually played Pokemon Unite for maybe like ten hours. Let's just say. Wow, um, I played it for like one. Yeah, but but I liked it because like. I know Pokemon, so I know that, you know, Electric versus whatever, like, I know what Pikachu is going to yeah. do. I know yeah. what Charmander is going to do. So at least kind of having those tropes made it really easy to kind of dive in and be like, I didn't feel like that learning curve was there because I've already learned mm -hmm. it already. Every, everybody knows Pokemon. Yeah. I'm sure uh, that helped yeah. you with Heroes of the Storm. Sure. Yeah, but, but after, yeah, after a while, it's, it's, it is just kind of like, eh. Actually, you know, I don't you, know, you know what gets me? You know what gets me about MOBAs is they're the worst parts of an rpg married to the worst parts of an rts <laughs> so it's the el camino of video game oh my genres <laughs> and that's that should be enough for anybody to dismiss it out of hand but apparently it has just a shit ton of wow. concurrent players wow so. feel that burn <laughs> i i don't know if league still is but i'm pretty sure league was the biggest video game uh on the planet i think fortnite might have it beat at this point but... i'm positive that fortnite has yeah. dethroned yeah. it if fortnite's not number one i would be surprised oh you will be surprised uh, no this is steam this is steam fortnite yeah. is on okay the okay okay fair yeah okay moving on number three hopefully this will be really short lost arc with 1.3 million concurrent players this is another mmorpg again i know basically nothing about this game surprisingly enough anyone i've never heard of this bueller Bueller. This isn't. Ark is like the 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 monster hunting one, right? Survival evolved or something uh -huh. like that. Yeah. No, that no, was no. Different. It's not that. It's this not that. Lost this is not Ark. That. Okay, it's not a spinoff of that. Okay. Yeah, Ark the Lad yeah. is a JRPG. Ark Survival Evolved is that weird survival dinosaur game, and this is Lost Ark, the MMO. Go on. Let's see. Go Found success in South Korea. Oh yeah, it's Korean. Smilegate. Your Odyssey continues. I just... Yeah, no, I've never heard of this. Well, fuck it. Moving on. Number two, Counter-Strike Global Offensive. 1.8 million concurrent players. It never ceases to amaze me, the longevity of Counter-Strike. Good lord. Right. I played this in high school. That's over 20 years ago. 
Now this is a global offensive. It's how many different Counter Strikes have they had? Because it's they had Counter Strike one point six, Counter Strike two, go, and now they're having a new one that's releasing soon. What? Oh no, that is Counter Strike two. Is is the one? Yeah. That's so it's just Counter Strike two, so, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the only reason that they're doing Counter Strike two is because they're making an engine update. Yeah. I got nothing to add, guys. Counter Strike. It's uh, it's a fucking force of nature. I don't get it. I mean, I'd say I shouldn't say I don't get it. it. It was a very fun game back in the day, but like its longevity is beyond insane. And oh, as far as shooters go, I mean, I, I feel like there's a plethora of them in this day and age. I, I am just shocked it's still what it is, but it's a good game. So yeah. sure. Now there's, it's got a really satisfying loop, and the, I, I don't know. The only reason that I don't play Counter Strike anymore, and instead have kind of gravitated more to the uh, battle royales is just because the I feel like I get more satisfaction from playing the map in battle royales than I do playing the other players like you do in Counter-Strike. Yeah. And that's really just down to I'm on the back half of 30 now and my <laughs> reaction time is just not what it was oh, when no. I was no, 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 18. No, 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 no. Uh, the Twitch shooting, uh, the uh, e- even the the uh, the arena shooters like Quake and stuff like that, I just I couldn't get into. We did, I, I did a few years ago actually uh, get a few of our, my friends up here to play a couple of rounds of Counter Strike just for old times' sake to see what it was like. Now, and we got absolutely fucking wrecked. No shit absolutely fucking wrecked like in the pubbiest of pub servers the new here's new to counter-strike servers just getting stomped on mercilessly and it's not even that we don't recognize the maps because we're playing on familiar shit like de dust oh yeah you can remember these everybody knows those (laughs) that's ever touched counter-strike it wasn't that it was just that You'd see the pixel of a guy's head out of the corner of your screen and already be dead. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've had uh, we've said everything that can be said about the Counter Strikes. Number one, I, guys, I gotta admit this really surprised me. Now, when you think about it, it's not that surprising because it's the MOBA that is native to Steam. But I, I actually thought Counter Strike might have been number one. I didn't know what would be number one. Now, oh, hold on. I want to point out. Counter-Strike was 1.8 million concurrent. Lost Ark's 1.3 million concurrent. So this is a fucking huge jump. PUBG, Player Unknown's Battleground, is concurrent player record 3.2 million people concurrently. This game was fucking huge. Huge. And uh, yeah. this is just on Steam. PUBG also had a mobile version. I remember I had coworkers that played the mobile version. This is nuts. Absolutely fucking nuts. But I, I have very little, if any, experience with... Uh, oh, God. Word for this genre. Playing Battle Royale. Game. Battle Royale, thank you. Zach, you and I talk yeah. a lot. Ruli, what's your relationship with PUBG, Player Unknown's Battleground? I see my hours on Steam, because I definitely know I played a heck of a lot of, the, of this game. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. Cause, I mean, it, tell it, us it, more. It was basically the original Battle Royale, right? How yeah, did we totally never was. squad up? I think. Oh, because I was horrible. I don't want to like... Well, shit, I'm bad. Thir- 31.8 hours on record. Woo! Oh. I do think the Steam... I think the Steam hour collection is actually busted. I don't think it takes offline play into account. That don't get me wrong, PUBG's online only, but I think it's busted, man. Yeah. 
Hang on. I gotta find mine now. You know, I, I remember see. playing it when it came out. It was lots of fun, but like honestly, I don't I don't know what your strategy was, Zach, but like mine was basically like I, I played two different ways. One was just like well, as soon as you jump out of the airplane, try to plummet down as quickly as possibly you can right underneath the airplane, and then whatever, right? Um Usually it's fun because you interact with people because there's a bunch of people that do that. Um, your game ends pretty quick and you end up waiting in the lobby if you don't, you know can't find anything you know pretty quickly. My other one was just playing the walking simulator. So I would just wait till it's like the planes at the edge of the map and then just fall down and then just keep walking to the next you know little area that was you know the safe zone. And it was funny because like just that strategy I would, I could pretty consistently maybe get into like the top twenty top ten. And not even see a soul. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Pro tip: just, no, just play the, it's yeah. You you play it like a death match, or you play the objective. Yeah. Um, guys, guys, the only way to win is not to play. Just walk. <laughs> <laughs> now I uh, so I, I looked it up. I, I last played PUBG in January of 2019, but I have 434 hours of playtime. And probably six of those. <laughs> probably six of those hours I played solos. Uh, the rest of the time I was playing with at least one other person that I was on Discord with. So playing with a squad was the way to go. Absolutely, playing it as like a team game. That was that was the shit, and that's why I enjoy Apex Legends. Like if I didn't have somebody or a couple of folks that I was playing with. I probably wouldn't play that at all, but that's that's kind of that's kind of what makes it fun. So yeah, if you, I mean, I, I heard that it's gotten a lot better. The reason that I switched to Apex from PUBG is that PUBG, for a long time, even up until I stopped playing in 2019, uh, was sort of just a prototype project. It felt like. It was a lot of it, it was a lot of uh, marketplace assets and things like that, and like nothing against that. It's not really ha- it doesn't really have any bearing on well. It was the a gameplay, super small dev fun. team. It was just a handful of guys yeah. that made the original version. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, it was like three or four guys, and that you know all the props to them. They made by pretty much every metric a really great game, and I enjoyed it for a long time. But the reason that I switched to Apex is that it had that much more polished experience that you get from those, you know, larger studios. So, you know, I don't, I, I don't regret any of the time that I spent with PUBG, and maybe regret's too strong a word to use even in that context. No but I don't, I don't miss it exactly either. No regrets. <laughs> no regrets. But yeah, no. If you want to squat up in PUBG or Apex, you should, you should, you should ping me because we could do some battle royale. It's nope. way more fun with a squad. I've Holy. never played Apex. Oh, what's up? Who's our sponsor for this evening? After these messages, we'll be right back. Oh, who's the sponsor for this evening? Not the Steam Deck. Have we, have we actually had the Steam Deck be the sponsor for this evening? Multiple fucking times. Do it. Do it again. <laughs> oh, no, I gotta pick something else. Um, hey, uh, crisp.ai. It makes me not sound horrible, and it makes my AC not come up on the uh, recording. Crisp.ai. Do you not like listening to your children or other people's barking dogs? Crisp AI. I have no Yay. additional jokes to make. 
<laughs> Fuck it, gentlemen. But, let's get but to my, the... But my AC is working and I have electricity, so that's all that matters. That, uh, especially Hooray. in Texas. Especially. Yes. Yes. All right. Fortunately, there are no blackouts yet in the news, but let's get to the news. Good news, everyone. Great news, everyone. Bad news, everyone. Uh-oh. I don't like the sound of that. You are? All right, gentlemen, we've just been dumping tons of articles into the QQ hey, news hey, right here. You know what we got to talk about first? The strawberry-like invertebrate with 20 floaty arms? Floaty rocks. Floaty rocks. Oh, God damn Oh, my God. we got to talk about floaty rocks. Follow up to there's, floaty rocks. Take it away, gentlemen. There's there's no floaty rocks. There's no floaty rocks. <laughs> no. There's no floaty well, they rocks. Kind of, they kind of do float, but mostly they don't float in the ways that are cool. Yeah. They're lame floaty rocks. The end. Okay, then. I will continue. give it up for Tom. He definitely called it, but we were all optimistic. Uh, I, I have. If you want someone to be pessimistic, I got you covered, bro. <laughs> so the, the first thing in this article I just wanted to share because it's uh, it's nightmare fuel. And I, you know, want to nothing helps a bad mood like spreading it around. Scientists discover a, quote, strawberry like invertebrate with 20 arms. This is what H.R. Giger's nightmares dream of at night. How and are you going to talk about that without posting a picture? It's Where in. Is it? It's in the QQ News chat. Here you go. Ready? And this is going to be the the fucking picture of this week's podcast because it is fucking nightmare inducing. Where is it? It's terrifying. It's goddamn terrifying. And I just want to, I want to kill it all with fire, but it's deep under the ocean. Fire doesn't work there. It's weirdly pretty. Fuck you strawberry feather star yeah i love strawberries and i don't want to think about that god damn it oh man did we bruise, it's like did we lose ruley or is he just terrified because no, 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 I'm, I'm looking for some other one that seemed more nightmare fuelish if i Fuck can find it you yes no it's like um it's like there was like some like, like crab thing walking on the ground that like looked really weird oh yeah well, and then there's the like the giant octopus from the the um, the oil rig video. Now nope. this thing looks like if aliens and predators had their roles reversed. This is what uh, a predator's uh, little chestburster would look like. That is exactly what I see when I see it. That's fantastic. So okay, fuck it. Moving on, gentlemen. A a fan ported a PlayStation Classic to, I believe, a web browser. And of course, he's getting... Pardon? So Zach said neat. Keep going. Yeah, he's... Basically, the fan is actually, like, taunting Sony to shut him down. So he ported the PS1 game Wipeout to uh, Browser. And he's basically taunting Sony. I love love this quote at the end. If anyone at Sony is reading this, please consider that you have, in my opinion, two equally good options. Either let it be, or shut this thing down and make a real remaster. P.S. I'd love to help. That's fucking, that's some hire me fucking main character energy going on right there. Holy shit. I love it. They're like, hey, you need to take this down. He's like, LOL, make me. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I think that's cool. Uh, it's amazing how far web browsers have come, what we can accomplish in them. Porting PS1 into the web browser is pretty fucking impressive. And I mean, I like this guy's attitude. I mean, he's legally wrong, but I like this guy's attitude. And to be fair, it worked out great when Sega hired Christian Whitehead to make them Sonic Mania. That was like one of the most successful Sonic games in years, and that was made by a fan. So maybe it works, y'all. Just saying. 
Remind me, was this an arcade game at some point in time, or was this only PlayStation? I don't know. I know it was PlayStation. It was very successful, but I, I mean, maybe they made an arcade version. I'm not sure. It's like, and every time I look at the pictures of this, I'm like, this is what F-Zero wanted to be, right? Yeah, basically. <laughs> All right, who's got the next talking. headline? I don't have any headlines. I have nothing. Hey, did you guys see that Baldur's Gate 3 came out? God, I hate you all. Oh, wait, wait, no, 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 I do, I do have one headline. I, I do contribute every now and then. Um, Prey is going to come out with a uh, physical uh, version, yeah. which is pretty amazing. Especially in this day and age when there's so many random movies that come out and they're pretty decent and they may disappear forever if someone just wants the tax write-off. Star so, Trek Prodigy. Sorry, I had to call <laughs> that. So, so it's pretty amazing yeah. that that's happening. So is this, yeah, is that... this completely unprecedented? Has there ever been a streaming-only movie that got a physical release? Not that I know. Gosh, I don't. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I. I'm sure there is. I mean, there has to be. This. This well, seems like it's not ridiculous. I. Yeah, but that's how ridiculous the world is, man. I can't think of one right now, and that is ridiculous. It's fucking nuts. So thank you, Prey, for not only making a good Predator movie, but now setting a precedent of bringing streaming shit to physical media. So to your point, doesn't instantly get lost. Did Knives Out two ever come out physically? I don't fucking know. Now it'd be truly impressive is if Prey made it into a theater. <laughs> Dude, um, I would have gone to see that. I would totally oh, gone absolutely. to see that. Absolutely. I watched How this movie not? three times, man. I fucking loved it. I mean, it's not like <laughs> the best Predator movie, but I fucking loved it. It's good. All right. And that Knives Out 2 came out on Blu-ray. What did? Knives Out 2? Yeah. Okay, so it's not so completely we'll... unprecedented. But did that also have a theatrical release? I think it did in order yeah. to kind of like qualify for like some nomination or some joke like that yeah like as far as streaming only goes i feel like this is fairly unprecedented but good the precedent exists now hooray do it more okay so speaking of movie news indiana jones 5 and mission impossible 7 are both reportedly on track to lose about a hundred million dollars so indiana jones 5 just was not particularly well received i thought mission impossible dead reckoning did do well apparently i'm just fucking wrong so yeah, we got this crazy dichotomy between Barbie and uh, Oppenheimer versus Mission Impossible and Indiana Jones. Part of me can't help but look at this and cynically ask, is that because, like, you know, five, six, and seven sequels are, are just getting old to people? I don't know. What what do you guys make of the movie industry right now? Because I got no fucking clue. I mean, there's, there's a movie that literally made a billion dollars that's out, so I think people want to go to the movies. Um, oh, yeah. If there's not good movies that people want to see, that, that's a whole other story, which I think is a bigger piece to it. Did either of you see Barbenheimer? I, I saw the Barbie movie, yeah. I saw the Barbie movie. I haven't seen Oppenheimer. Well, gentlemen, without spoilers, because I haven't seen it, what'd y'all think? Uh, it was very funny. It has one of the best moments of comedy that I've seen in a film ever. <laughs> Please tell me it involves Ryan Gosling. It actually doesn't. Damn it. It's funny because I can't tell which way. The, the movie's good. I think the movie is very polarizing, but the fact that it is polarizing is probably also a tragedy in itself. <laughs> but um, well, it's about women. We can't have that in our movies. <laughs> and all that pink. I mean, bas basically, yes. <laughs> it had a very positive feminist message, and that means yeah. that it wasn't just you know being positive about women. It had very good things to say about the role of men in society as well. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was really, really good. 
uh, and that that moment that I'm talking about, really, yeah, is the the pause in the song at the like the first song that they do. Yeah, yeah, the first song's good. Yeah, yeah, but oh, it's, it, it's 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 kind of funny. Like like at the end of the day, like I really took the movie as more just like it's a humanistic approach, not just focusing on feminism. But again, I think we'll save it for an entire podcast. Barbie Someday comes out, I, I think, in a week it. or two. Week or two on on VOD. So I don't know. You should watch it, Tom. I will take that under consideration. So let's see September, here. September fifth on demand. Well, there you go. Okay. Okay. So we talked about Prey. Um, yes. Can I talk about the the horrible antithesis to Prey? Yes? Question mark. Okay. Okay. So I I remember seeing this. I'm just googling it really quick. Um, so supposedly Wandavision. Is coming out with a, a a steelbook edition. Um, I have no idea what the steelbook thing is. I always see it at Best Buy. I thought it was a Best Buy thing, but it's okay. It's coming out as a steelbook edition. But you know what's not going to come with you? You know, whenever you go buy this thing, no, it, a disc. It, it oh, doesn't no. come with a disc. Oh Jesus fucking what? Christ! Because this is the world we live in, where you can buy a <laughs> box for the content, but you still have to stream it online. <laughs> Yeah, there I are. I don't understand oh. any of the whys or the hows or the whatses of it. I guess there's it's... a lot of Nintendo Switch games, or I, I don't know if other games would do it as well. Where like mm-hmm. you buy a box and there's just a digital download code inside, so yeah. it's fucking ludicrous. I shouldn't say a lot. They exist. I don't think there's a lot of them, fortunately. Yeah, but, but I mean, I guess with the games though, at least you get a download code so you can download the game and play it. This is just like, hey, you could stream Disney Plus and just keep that. Keep that subscription going whenever you want to see it. That's, yeah, that's a little bit excessive. So, wah, wah. I don't know. I used to be into, like, collecting the boxes for games and movies and things. Because, you know, having a, having your shelves full of stuff, full of media that you enjoy beyond books, seemed like a pretty reasonable thing. I and still got, got a older. few. Yeah, I still got a <laughs> few, but it's like... uh maybe a quarter of one shelf and it's the things that i really truly truly love like the box set for the lord of the rings or the matrix or 13th warrior uh half-life the orange box fallout 3 stuff like that now i have my my collection of Discworld books my collection of choose your own adventure books and then my huge collection of nintendo switch games and an entire wall of Super Nintendo games. I have some very niche shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm not really into the collector's edition stuff. That's not really my thing. I got a couple, but that's because the Oprah Din collector's edition is amazing. Same. I got yeah, night so- vision goggles from a Modern Warfare game and a piece of the Berlin Wall oh, from uh, another game that I'm failing to remember the name of. I think it was World at War. Oh, that sounds about like right. That. Yeah, I think you've talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. This, what a wild collector's edition gift, right? Just a chunk of the Berlin Wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost worth it on That's its own. Beyond insanity. Ruly, what do you collect? Just saying. Um, I have posters and stuff like that. I like to get things autographed. That's always fun. And in, oh, in yeah. my office, I have right here. I, I've worn my other one, but like right here, I have. I'm looking at my George Romero Dawn of the Dead signed poster. Wow. Well, drunk like that. So it's funny, kind of, kind of going with with the stuff that Zach did. When I when I did my purge, actually, since I I like the whole like you know poster thing, I actually just took a um, got a got a razor and then cut out all you know a bunch of like random movie things to kind of make like a little like poster type thing that was just basically a collage of a bunch of random movies. Came out pretty cool. Oh, that is cool. You should post a picture I, of it. 
yeah, and then seriously. everything and then everything went into one of those giant binders of DVDs. And the DVDs have never been played again. I've been meaning to, you know, scan them or something or do something fun with it. But Yeah. Make the last so. time I went through my physical media, like physical digital media, <laughs> DVDs and CDs and stuff, because you used to have like the spindles of burned discs, right? Mm-hmm. So I was going through all of them, seeing if there was anything in there that was worth keeping as an archive copy of whatever. And I've got like maybe 10 discs sitting in the top of my closet now, but I had hundreds and they are all gone yeah, now. Yeah. Still got I, a few I collapsed them all down into a drives. binder and now I lost the binder. I don't actually know where it is. <laughs> oh no. Oh, oh no. It's the problem with physical media. You can lose it. It's true. Just lost in a move. Okay, sure. Maybe it's in the it's cloud. Like the, Who knows? It's like the guy with the Bitcoin wallet in the dump. Uh, good yeah, times. no. What um, I, I remember one of one of the like randomest things at UTD was just like back in the Netflix days, just like people lugging around these giant binders of like all the DVDs they've copied from Netflix over time. <laughs> I'm just like, keep on, keep it on, and just let me borrow whatever you know random movies you've got. Thank you. Oh yeah. Oh man. Uh, all right, gentlemen. I got it's... one more news headline, and then actually, spoilers. We're a little light on trailers. But the last news headline here I have to bring up is, and Zach, this is uh, this is up your alley, buddy. Baldur's Gross. Gate three players are now speed running sex. It's so easy. <laughs> I thought the whole point was to make it. it last, make it special. Hey, nope, nope. <laughs> so yeah, according to this, nope. the world record now someone can get laid in under eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Seven that minutes and fifty four seconds. That actually is impressive. Oh lord. <laughs> Speedrunner's gonna speedrun. They're gonna find a way. Oh man, who uh, who have you romanced thus far, sir? Uh, I am Team Lazel. I don't know what that means. She's the uh, she's actually the first or depending on who you start with, the first or second person that you meet. Uh, she's the uh, Githyanki character. She's You're saying words, bro. I don't know what they mean. Yeah, y- well, Yankee I mean, like the candles. So, so in they that good, in bro. that. In that Kotaku article, she's the one in the screenshot at the top. Oh, so you're like into the half-orc chick here? Mm, she's not half-orc, but yes. Whatever, okay, you tell me what she is. She's oh, Githyanki. Part, she's got oh, a nice top. Is orc? Yeah, I'm going to give her credit. That's a great top. <laughs> Classic, it looked better on the floor by the campfire. hey yep. No, she's very fun, but I am starting to regret that, and I may break <laughs> it off. Because one of the characters that I found just recently, Carlac is everybody's favorite. She is hilarious. Oh Absolutely fucking hilarious. She's a tiefling barbarian uh, with a, what was it? An infernal machine for a heart. It's just, she's super funny. I have nothing to add. Uh, there is such a thing as speed dating. I went to a ski resort this winter and there was an ad I just got for... Bored. Everybody they out. Did, it's kind of brilliant. They did speed dating where... You do a chair ride up with someone to get to know them. It's kind of brilliant. I don't think anyone's getting laid on the chairlift, and the, most chairlifts last more than eight minutes, so Baldur's Gate's got them beat. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, what was it? Is it still in the um, rumor category, but supposedly people are trying to make love to bears? Is that, is that a thing? Oh, that's not a rumor. Okay. No, Zach, explain that's this. That's not a rumor. That's not a rumor. You can have sex as a polymorph druid. 
<laughs> oh yeah. Also, at one point in the game, you do encounter a bugbear and a giant going at it in a barn, and it's just as hilarious as you can imagine. Terrifying and hilarious. Right. All right, gentlemen, let's wrap this up with some trailer singular. Yay. Coming soon to a cinema near you. In a land that... No, in a land. In a time. Nah, I don't think so. In a land before time. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> What do we got? All right, Ruli, this is for you, dude. Where are you putting it? It's in Bumble. It's in the Bumble. Okay. Oh, I might have seen this one already, but that's okay. I have not seen it. It's only a minute long, so. Yeah. Well, then, Zach, tell dear listener what we're about to watch. This is Scott Pilgrim Pipe Official Teaser Pipe Netflix. So, yeah, this is uh, the voice cast is uh, mostly the actors from the movie. Is that correct? Yeah, there's a lot of people there. Yeah, man. Does it? Does it include Michael Sarah? Does he still sound like a child? The answer is yes. Yes and yes. <laughs> oh, well, then I've lost all interest. Oh, all right. Let's count them down. Three, two, one, play. We are I mean, that's how you start a trailer right there. <laughs> what, what would you describe as this art style? Is this anime? Manga May? I mean, it kind of looks like a manga. No, it's it's, it's literally like, it. like the comic. Yeah. Yeah. Right? The comic was that kind of like not anime, but still almost American-ish combination hybrid, whatever you want to call it. Nice. Looks like there's going to be some crazy-ass fight choreography. Is this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, that is the whole yeah, fucking voice cast. Holy shit. So is this a separate like uh, a story or is this the same thing is it the manga is it the version of the movie like what is this exactly I'm wondering if they're doing like the full metal alchemist type thing where it's just like because when the movie got made and like the height of the popularity of like all the scott pilgrim stuff i don't think the actual like graphic novel stuff was wrapped up so it's just like there's all this content that had to come out and i think it was kind of similar to game of thrones where they're just like let's let's put together an ending and there's like three different paths and whatever it's not canonical to the comic book or whatever so i'm guessing that this is going to follow the whole comic book thing hmm. all right so well, we'll see are you looking forward to seeing it on november 17th yes and no what um what the fuck does that even fucking mean it means that anything that comes out on Netflix or streaming these days that like, I, I, is it going to be like one of the, it's like, like, what is the, um, what's it called? Like how much of the story is going to be told, right? Is it going to be one season and there's a cliffhanger and then it gets canceled? Oh, it's I just like, so. I never, I never know with these Netflix things anymore. It's just like, it's hard to get hyped when it's just like, is it the whole really, thing or not? Really, really come, come in here, bring it in, get, get yeah, the mic. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm okay. in, I'm in. Subscribe and find out. No. <laughs> no. All right, dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. Please always remember that any and all views. Fuck! All right, I'm going to get it. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Hey, dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. Please remember that all views and opinions expressed on the podcast are representative solely of the person expressing them, none of their friends, family, co hosts, or co workers, and certainly not important past, present, or future. And I am fucking this up. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for respecting our individuality. I don't think I can go faster than I did the last time, guys. I think that was the best it's ever going to be. But regardless, will we be back next week? Oh, I'll be lurking. Uh, probably. I think so, too. All right, cool. Oh, gentlemen, thanks again. Uh, 
Uh, so much for a short topic and a lot of news ended up being a normal topic with normal news. So thank you for participating in this highly prepped QQ cast. We learned a lot from Goatsy. We can stretch anything. <laughs> All right. Uh, so there's a song that's been stuck in my head. So we're going to go out on it. And that, again, has nothing to do with anything we've talked about. We're going out on Modest Mouse's Dashboard. You guys remember this song? You're going to go out on Anamanaguchi because they always do the songs for the Scott Pilgrim stuff. That's what you should really go out on. <laughs> Fine. I veto, your, I veto yours, Tom. Fine. It has to be with the theme. Just give me a, a song title, asshole. Uh, what is it? I think it's Another Winter. That was from the, the video game soundtrack, I think. That's a good one. All right, dear listener, Another Winter playing right now. And then next time, and next time. God, what what is it? We hit 9.15 and I'm ready for bed. <laughs> Until next time. QQ. Go to sleep, Tom. Go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs>